Let what's coming forth, let it edify all of us, Lord God, including myself, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm just going to jump into this. Um, man. Man, oh, man. Everything Pastor Tony said is true. <laughs> we go way back. But um, as you were speaking, um, the Lord just brought me back to remembrance, you know. Um, those are a lot of years, you know. And, um, man, praise God. We go through things, you know. Um, can everybody hear me okay? I feel like I'm echoing. Okay. You know, but praise God, pra praise God for, for the wine press, praise God for, you know, the crushing of the grapes in our lives. You know, we might ask sometimes, what's going on? Why is this? What's taking place? You know, and at that time, we might not know what's going on. At that time, we might not know what the plan of the maker is. But the good thing is that our trust is in him. Our hope is in him. You know, and it plays out. It might not play out now. It might play out 10 years down the road. It might play out right now. For me, I just had to hear my brother say 10 years plus. If I can go back and tell you what happened, all those 10 years, we'd be here all day. But I can stand here in the confidence and the trust of the Lord. I'm thankful that I'm here. I'm thankful because God has been good. He is faithful. And I feel that the message that's stirring within me is just to edify the body. You know, we are his bride. You know, um, just to, to edify, to be refreshed. You know, the, the, the Lord has a, a cup for us to be filled because it's crazy out there. That's the world for you. That's the world. It, it, it's, it's chaotic right now. You got a COVID. You got elections. You got all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? Like there, there's distractions that, you know, that, that could, it could put you off. You know, and good things can be a distraction. Bad things can be a distraction. And the Lord showed me this. I was coming home from work from the coast, just driving. And I was drifting on a memory, and it was a good memory. And I ain't talking about the oldies, okay? <laughs> but it was good things. It was good things. You know what I mean? The Lord, the Lord took me back in my mind to things of the ministry like 20, 15 years ago, you know. You know, I used to do a little bit of rap music here and there. And all the things were good. You were singing. You were touching lies, and you're doing that. And, you know, I was hearing some old music on the road, and I was like, oh, man, that's good. Oh, man, Lord, you use rap music to touch my life. Praise God. And then the Holy Spirit checked me. And it was a good thing. My intentions weren't, my intentions meant well, like, praise God, you know. We want to look at the past. But Brother Paul said, put what's the past, the past, and move forward. And I had to repent. I was like, whoa. Like, it was in HD. Like, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> let's calm down let's calm down and like I was listening you know and the Lord's like and it was crazy because I was driving the Lord speaks to me mostly when I'm driving because you know I have to travel place to place for, for work and the Lord said you got so focused on another lane that you weren't focused in the lane that I'm calling you in right now and literally I had to stop like in the spirit I had to by him had to push that to the side like whoa that's taking the focus on what you're doing now. You're with me in the vehicle. And there's only a reverence and an intimacy, right, with the Holy Spirit that God reveals those things. And what, what, I, what I sense the Lord wants me to share is, yes, relationship, that's one thing. But then there's an intimacy. There is a reverence that comes when the true living God abides in you. 
and that fruit comes out because it's the result of the Holy Ghost. And the Lord's just staring at me like, you know, today's a reminder. We all need a refresher course because we're human. It goes whoop, whoop. But praise God for his spirit because the word declares that he brings things to remembrance by the spirit. Not by textbooks, not by systems. And the Lord has kept us, church. He's kept us. He has kept us. He has been faithful. He has been faithful. And only the real ones will know what I'm talking about. I mean that respectfully because we live in a day and age. Where, man, it, it, like I said, it's crazy. But my edification to you, church, is where is your trust today? Where is your hope today? As we've seen our sister, you know, come up here. And her trust is solid. It's in the Messiah. And that can't be shaken. It cannot be shook. And another thing, too, I thank you, Lord. And I'm just going as the Lord leads. We must see things in spiritual eyes, not the physical. It's funny. Yesterday, I was rolling out of my garage port or whatever you want to call it, driveway. I have a hideous yard. My yard, those that's been in my house, I, I probably had a conversation with you guys. I'm going to grow grass, right? Like, you'll know. You guys go to my house, you'll see that, hey, I'm like the driest land. Like, it's dry. Like, everyone's green. And I was complaining. <laughs> I'm going to grow grass. And some of you probably, I've had this conversation with you. Some of you say, oh, no, don't do it, brother. Just, it's great. It doesn't really matter. Those are just worries of the life, right? So I'm coming out. And I'm like, I'm going to grow grass. And the Lord said, no, you're not. I said, Okay. And I was seeing with physical eyes because like, I was looking at everyone's grass. It was nice and green. And I looked at mine and it was dry. And the Lord said, you're looking through physical eyes. And the Lord began to minister to me like, little do you know what's happening in your house. Not everything, what it seems to be, appears to be. Amen. And we live in that day and age. Let, now, let's, let's go to the matters of the bride now. Okay? Not everything that meets the eye because it's never satisfied. Neither is the stomach, the word of the living God says. But as the Lord showed that to me, it just broke me. And I said, Lord, help me because I can't do this without you. See, there's an intimacy. There's a recognition that we have to come to the Lord knowing that we cannot do anything on our, on our own strength. Effort, effort, effort and logic will only take you so far. It'll take you to a dead end. And I just want to come against the lie that there's a lie the Lord broke off my life. And, and, I, and I know the Lord allowed it. Through these years that I've went through the wilderness and I give God the glory for it. But you're just being too spiritual, Josh. You're just seeing things through an eye that just doesn't really make sense to the mind, to the human thinking. And you know what? I'm thankful for the truth of God. I'm thankful that the Messiah said that everything that comes out of my mouth is spiritual. For you cannot understand it with a logical mind. It's only by the power of the Holy Spirit. And if it ain't led by the Spirit or revealed by the Spirit, it's a lie. That's right. And that's the spirit of the world. That is the spirit of the world. Another vision the Lord gave me was um, just about the world. You know, we're tempted to take a peek. We're tempted to take a look. 
And, and the Lord showed me. I, I, I walked into a room and people were smoking. Secondhand smoke, right? I don't smoke, thank God. That habit died years ago. I, I walked into the room. People were chilling, talking, conversating, having dialogue, so forth. But, I, you know, of course you're going to smell like it, right? If you walk into the room. That's the world. Thank God for the blood. Thank God that he washes us. Thank God that we can take it off, boom, throw it in the washer, and he's renewing time after time after time after time. He doesn't neglect us. He hears us. The words of the prophet say that his ear is not too little or his arm too short not to rescue us. So we can't give up. So we can't quit. It's him that gives us strength. It's that intimacy. It's that fuel of the Holy Spirit that allows us to, to see the things of God that gives us that extra push in the race. So the distractions must die. And they can only die. And you know what's, you know what's amazing? That the Lord allows those distractions to be there. So you, and he pushes you to get focused, to get in line with the spirit. Amen. You know, some of the scriptures say in John, you know, as believers, do we habitually sin? And the scriptures say no, because we have the spirit of the living God in us. He's constantly prompting us, constantly chasing us, constantly being relentless because he loves his bride. Brothers and sisters, we are the bride. The Lord loves you. The scriptures say he is a jealous lover. Give me a second here. Um, I'm just going to read some of the scriptures the Lord has been stirring in me. Um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful through the spirit of the Lord that we can understand the text of this. Um, if you like, please turn to 1 John um, chapter 4. And if you like, you're more welcome to tune an ear as well. Um, dear friends, I'm going to start reading. 1 John chapter 4. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them and see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. There is how we know, this is how we know they have the Spirit of God. If a person is claiming to be a prophet, acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in a real body and that the person has the Spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, the person is not from God. Such a person has the spirit of, an anti, of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world indeed and is already here. So it's here. Here's the trust and the hope and the comfort in our God. But you, who, who do you think he's talking to there? Us believers, the bride. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Those people belong to this world. So they speak from the world's viewpoint and the world listens to them. But we belong to God and those who know God listen to us. 
If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. That is how we know if someone has a spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. That's the world for you. And there's going to be a temptation to want to peek. There's going to be a temptation to want to be distracted. But may the Lord keep us. Because he's the only one that can. He's the only one that can keep, really, really keep us. Because we can't keep ourselves. I thought I could keep myself. And it took the Lord to come into my living room and tell me that I was following a false gospel. That I was following the wrong Jesus. And that was his love. That was his mercy. That was his patience. And it blew me away. Or else I wouldn't be standing here. Let us be in wonder of the Lord. Let us not go peep and let the enemy steal that wonder because he can't. This whole chapter is amazing, and I'm just going to go as the Lord leads. You know, this chapter talks about loving one another. There's a reason for that, because the love of the Father is in each and one of us. That shows us how we love, how we love the maker. I don't got a lot of time to get into the text, but I'm just going as the Lord stirring. There's some powerful nutrients in there where he says, if you hate a fellow believer, the love of the Father is not in you when you're a liar. That's pretty deep. That's why the Lord says that. Love one another. I'm so blessed to be part of a body here. I see the work of the Holy Spirit. I'm thankful. Each person in here adds to everybody. That is the work of the gospel. That is the work of the fellowship of the Son of God. That is the intimacy the Lord's bringing his people in. That is the intimacy the Father has with the bride. That is holy. Only his holiness. Only his holiness. Are you guys, do you guys hear me, church? Praise God that he's kept us. Praise God that he's given us that message. Praise God that he's given us that gift. Because that gift, it's not everywhere. It's not in a sign. It's not in a system. It's not. Man blows me away. Man blows me away. Because it's just crazy. Because at the end of the day, are you going to be loyal to the Lord? Or are you going to be loyal to man? Trust me, been there, done that, or loyal to the world. But it only comes from an awareness of the Holy Spirit. Like, man, I can't do this. And I noticed, like, when the Lord started coming to me and the Lord brought me out, brought me out of my muck, he begins to groom you. He begins to love on you. He begins to give you the needs that you need because all the riches, everything we're looking for is in the Lord. He's in the Lord. There's nothing else but Christ. And the flesh, the flesh is crazy. But it's okay. The Lord put it there. The Lord put it there. You know what? I'm so thankful. Like, no, no, because there's a teaching out there. I, and I just want to tear it down that they give more credit to the flesh and to the ways of man. That they're not clear on the scriptures. They're not clear on the power of God and what he can do. I seen that when the Lord came into my living room and when he whispered and said, hey, 
You need to look in the mirror right now and say you're following the wrong Jesus. I had to do that. And he came and he did that. I didn't, he could have left me there. He could have left you there. Just think, just think about that real quick, please. Just think about that. Withdraw from that well. Some of you need to withdraw from that well because you're in a situation right now where you're like, man. But God has put those things in your place. So you can withdraw from that well. I was in a dark place like, man, I don't know how long the years. It doesn't matter. But what matters is that the Lord came and he did what he did because he's God. But there was times in my darkness when I had to withdraw from that well because God has shown him, not just in my life, but God has showed himself mighty in your life. Some of you have been in the penitentiary. Some of you have had, some, you know, a story because we all have a story. But if God ain't in the story, it's just a story. But there's some wells that you have to go back and withdraw from because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Greater is he that is in us, church. Greater is he. There is a lot of worlds, but there's so much a lot of God. He's everywhere. I'm going to go to 1 John uh, chapter 5. It's just the one next over. And, and these are some of the things the Lord was speaking to me um, Friday night at prayer. Just the work that he's doing in our brothers and sisters is just amazing. I'm going to go to the third verse, 1 John chapter 5, verse 3. And I'm just going to read as the Lord leads. Loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats the evil world. We achieve the victory through our faith. And who can win the battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I'm going to pause that real quick, and then I'm going to go back into six. Um, the Lord didn't call us to be cool. The, the Lord didn't call us to be um, with the, what's going on, you know, when man comes with these um, trends and stuff to keep up with them. He's called you to set apart and called you to be his. And Jesus Christ was revealed as God's son by his baptism in water, by the shedding his blood on the cross, not by water only, but by water and blood and the spirit whose truth confirms it with his testimony. So we have these three witnesses, the spirit, water and the blood, and all these three agree. Since we believe human testimony, surely we can't believe the greater testimony that comes from God. Excuse me, I have a sniffle. God has testified about his son. And I'm going to go down. I'm going to scroll down a little bit. If you can follow me to verse 18. We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning, for God's son holds them securely. What is he saying, church? What is he saying right there? That the Lord holds us. He's our security. He is our trust. Here is our hope. 
God's son holds them securely and the evil one cannot touch them. And I, got, I had to be reminded of this. And I'm so thankful that this is where our trust and this is where our, our hope. It's in the Lord. It's not in donkeys. It's not in elephants. Okay? I track with me. It's in the living God who governs all things. And we know that the Son of God has come and he has given us understanding so that we can know the true God. And now that we live in fellowship with, with the true God, let me rewind. And now we live in fellowship with the true God because we live in fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the only true God and he is eternal life. That is our trust. That is our hope. Everything's fading. Everything's fading. Everything's temporary. Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your heart. Some other translations say, hey, be careful, guard your heart. Don't make idols. Only the Lord can keep our hearts. And I hear Jude 124, his grace that keeps us. Thank you, brother. So may this be a, an edification that we get back in the right lane and we run together. That we see this, that we're not, we're not of this world. That we don't partake in worldly things. You know, he's called us, he set us apart. That's, that, he set us apart. That, that's what the Lord's doing. He's, he's gathering his bride. When you go to these functions, when, when you at work, wherever you may be, the Lord goes before us and he's setting us apart. You don't have to say anything. He's before you. You don't have to teach nobody because the power of the Holy Ghost. We don't use that term no more, the Holy Ghost. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to go to Romans chapter 15. Trust and obey. Um, let's see. Um, going to Romans. Chapter 15, verse 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you'll overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Then you will overflow with confident. Then you will overflow with confident hope, excuse me, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God that He is our confidence and He is our hope. That's real. That is real. That is that is that is just real. Like if you pinch your skin, it's that real. You know, I was in the car the other day and my my daughter, she said, or one of my daughters, I should say, 
this aunt, uh, she was sharing with her little brother. So we're a blended family, right? And um, she was sharing with the little brother. I was telling my brother that I saw Jesus coming out of the sky on a horse. And the sky, the sky was opening. But he didn't believe me. I was like, bless your heart, babe. The Lord showed you that. But think about that. Out of a kid. Because out the mouth of a, of a youth. She straight said that. I was like, whoa, praise the Lord. You see that confidence, that hope, you know? And it totally ministered to me. I was like, man, man, I hope your little brother got it, you know? <laughs> Keep loving on him, baby. Keep loving on him. Keep loving on him. Thank you, Lord. So we must trust, amen? The Lord's working on our behalf. The work's already done. He's doing it, not us, right? Let's trust in the Lord. Let's turn to the Lord today. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to do its thing. You know what the cool part is? That you don't have to do anything. You could just be still because God's God. And you know what, I, what I've been learning? The Lord's just been ministering to me that he doesn't need, he doesn't need human hands. You know, how, have you, it's been, I've been in spots where I've been exhausted because I've gone ahead of God and tried to do things with my own hands and my own efforts. And I thank God, I just thank God. Let's go to the truth. Let's point to Jesus, right? The gift, right? He said it's not burdensome. He said his works are not burdensome. Right? I th we praise God for that truth. There was times where those burdens kept me down. I couldn't even get out of bed. But I thank the Lord for his freedom. I thank the Lord for his truth. And I'll close with this. Um, yesterday, the Lord was ministering to me by my, through my son. You know, he was singing a he was singing a, a worship song. Um, we're at Brother Tommy's daughter's birthday party, and um, the Lord just began to minister to me, and He brought me to this scripture. And again, the hope, the trust, the promise. God's not, God cannot lie. Um, I'm going to go to Psalms 91, 1. And uh, I'm just going to read it. And it says, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I will trust in Him. I will trust in him. Will you trust in him today? That's all I have.
Turn this on, yeah. Um, I know, right? You want to clap. You don't know if you want to clap. We can clap, but we clap for the Lord. Yeah, no, no, no. We clap for the Lord. You know what I mean? We, we're not applauding for Josh because um, he doesn't need flattery. We don't need flattery when we're preaching. We applaud the Lord. It's the work of the Lord. And may nobody take the work of the Lord's glory because it's him, right? When you were blowing trees on the back of your truck crying out to God, God was still God. So just because God cleans you up doesn't mean you should marvel at the cleaning up. You should marvel at the one who does the cleanup. Amen. We need to remember that because we do. We just try to flatter each other too much. But the applause is for the Lord. Now you can applaud the Lord. Amen. Applaud the Lord. God is good. We like hearing applause for ourselves. But what a word. Father, I pray you pour back unto Josh as he's poured out unto us. In an increasing measure, Lord, pour back into him. In Jesus' name, amen. A couple things and then uh, just the t talking points here real quick, stuff that was coming through me, and I would love to hear from a couple of you as well. Um, when he was talking, um, I was going back in my mind over the last four weeks, and Aaron spoke on intimacy. Uh, uh, Ray spoke on um, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And then uh, Gabe came and spoke on the heart posture last week. And then Josh comes and he just speaks freely in the Lord. I don't know, the true vine, I guess we'll call it. But it was just an, a pouring out. And what there's a, con there's a consistency in the language. As they're all preaching different from a different place, all of it was pointing back to the glory of God and the glory of Christ and who Christ is. There was, there was nothing in there where you could say, wow, Aaron, wow, Ray, wow, Gabe, Josh, you are awesome. I mean, you want to because in relationship with God, you can affirm each other, but you're not affirming the man. You're affirming the call of God and the work of God on the person. But, there, but I heard that kind of this consistency like, man, you guys all sound the same. Isn't this funny that people, when they start seeing a body really move in the spirit and really move for God, and we're giving all the glory to God, they go, you guys all sound the same. Like they don't all sound the same. It's crazy. Right? It's like, it's like, here's the thing. You'll never find a body of people who all think and sound different. You won't. You will never find a body or a group of people who all think and sound different. If they do, what did Jesus say? A house divided against itself cannot stand. So you have to be unified in one mind and in one accord. Is that not what the Bible teaches us? So when people come and say, you got too much Jesus. You ain't got enough, clearly. And it's not a, it's not a comparison or a tit for tat, but it's coming out of your mouth. That's coming out of your heart. Well, it's too much Jesus. Who comes up with these terms? Only people, watch what I'm about to say, and I mean this with, with all certainty. The only people who will ever talk and say it's too much God, you're over-spiritualizing, you're putting the Lord's name on everything, it's because they don't. It's because they don't. You can only speak from a place of where you're not. You understand what I'm saying? So you're looking from the outside in saying those things. Well, then what are you doing? You're not putting the Lord on everything, so what are you putting on stuff? Are you putting yourself on stuff? 
Are you putting the world on stuff? Are you putting psychology on stuff or science on stuff or politics on stuff? If it ain't the Lord, all right, I'm getting ahead of myself. Listen, if it ain't the Lord, right, then it's, if it ain't from God, then it's from Satan. And I know we hate that, man. We just, we, that's too much for some of us. There's like, no, there's God, there's Satan, and then there's me. I don't know where you read that in here. Actually, Jesus said you can't serve two masters. He didn't say three masters. I'm, I'm going to let it marinate because I know the Lord's moving right now. And I was just thinking to myself, I could hear those tones, you know, in the mind. I could hear, like, man, you guys are all, every preacher gets up there and it's just glory to God. Tell me something that's going to benefit me. You know, you guys sound old school. That's like, that's like old timers preaching. Like, get with the times, man. Give me a book to read other than the Bible. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of television. I now I'm really ruffling feathers. I can feel it, just the body squirm. There's nothing wrong with some sports. There's nothing wrong with the world. So if you're not going to take it from me, right, because you're looking at, some of you looking at me and you're just like, look at what you're wearing. You're not even dressed like a preacher. You're not even, you don't even look the part, buddy. It's serious, right? But if you're not going to take it from me, would we take it from somebody who's been there and done that? Like, can we, can we just take it from somebody who's been there and done that? There's a man named Solomon. Anybody know who Solomon is? King Solomon. Would you say that he had more than you? Would you say he did more than you? Was wiser than you? So I'm going to read this real quick so you don't take it from me. That even in the life of Solomon, the very life of Solomon, there is a shout and a cry saying, don't depend on you. Don't depend on the world. There is a shout and a cry. You cannot mix God and money. And the person right now who loves money saying, but you got to have it to pay bills. Let me, let me just give you a strong correction. The Israelites didn't need money. Because they had God. And that's why their shoes never wore out. Yeah, they never bought a new pair of Nikes. Even when they didn't need it. They got manna from heaven, a cloud by day, a fire by night. They had the living God with them. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you truly live for God, you will see things that are beyond the human comprehension. Checks will end up in your mail sometimes that will meet the need. Anybody ever have that happen? I could raise my hand and test. I'm not saying that we're testing God, but we serve the living God. Just know the difference, and we need to take it from Solomon, and I'm going I'm to let us go. Listen to this. Ecclesiastes 2, he says this. I said to myself, come on, let's try pleasure. What? Let's try pleasure. Let's look for the good things, and it's in quotations, in life. This is why I say to every pastor that's preaching the blessed life, that is not from God. That is not from God. And I'm not the one saying it. But your pastors aren't opening the Bible to teach it. 
because they'd rather preach a healthy family to get you in the church than to preach Christ to get you into heaven. But I found, say I found, because this is, this is Solomon talking, that this too was meaningless. So he said, let's look for the good things in life. But I found that this too was meaningless. So let us all search our hearts right now. Are you depending on your job? I didn't say don't go to work. I said don't make it your God. Let that be true in your life. Don't mix this up right now. Don't run away from this moment. Because right now Jesus is knocking at your heart's door. And he's having a real moment with you. And you're wanting to run away from it to go keep seeking this blessed life. You all sound the same. Well, so do you. We're saying glory to God. You're saying give me the world. But you sound so righteous. Man, seek God. Stop looking at this, this, this vessel and listen to the message. Otherwise, you're going to be mad with Solomon. And you better be mad with Solomon and not just me. <laughs> right? Help me, church, because I, I got bullseyes on my back right now. Watch verse 2. So I said, laughter is silly. What good does it do to seek pleasure? After much thought, I decided to cheer myself with wine. I decided to put on a little TV because, you know, that's a little too much Christ. I can't just sit in the presence of Christ. I need to get and get a little, a little fix for myself. Let me take some alcohol in. Let me take some television in. Let me get away from this Jesus because it's too real. I need some fake in my life. And look at what he says. After much thought, I decided to cheer myself with wine. I decided to treat myself. And while still seeking wisdom, I clutched at foolishness. In this way, I tried to experience the only happiness most people find during their brief life on earth. Ecclesiastes 2. I also tried to find meaning. Watch this, brothers and sisters. This is an anointed time right now because I may not have you next week. So I'm giving it to you right now. I'm giving you a little because you need it right now. This is a now word. I also tried to find meaning by building huge homes for myself and by planting beautiful vineyards. I made gardens and parks, filling them with all kinds of fruit trees. I built reservoirs to collect the water to irrigate my many flourishing groves. I bought slaves, both men and women, and others were born into my household. I also owned large herds and flocks, more than any of the kings who had ever lived in Jerusalem before me. You know, I could just hear some of these pastors who have built mega churches saying, look at all that I've done. You were not greater than Solomon. You were not greater than Solomon, and you are not greater than Solomon, because Solomon isn't even greater than Christ. So let's just take it a step further and realize this is still happening. Why? Because he, he had wisdom. But not wisdom to admire. It was earthly wisdom. It was not godly wisdom. And he has given us insight. Watch what he says. Woo, glory to God. I collected great sums of silver and gold. There's lots of people who got lots of money that are Christians. 
the treasurer of many kings and provinces. I hired wonderful singers. Let me say it another way. I got the best laser lights. I got the best selling artist. So went double platinum in the name of the Lord. Yeah, is it mocking? Yes. But I'm not mocking the people who are doing it. You better get it right right now. It's the whole process of what's being done. It's no different than this right here. He says, both men and women and had many beautiful concubines. I had everything, say everything, a man could, could desire. So I became greater than all who have lived in Jerusalem before me, and my wisdom never failed me. Anything I wanted, I would take. I denied myself no pleasure. I even found great pleasure in hard work. There you go, those of you who are in a workspace mentality. You could take pleasure in the wrong thing. And look at what he says. A reward for all my labors. But as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless. Like chasing the wind. There was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. Let me say it this way. There is nothing. There is nothing worthwhile anywhere. And so we would then say to ourselves, then what's the point? Why am I here? Thank God you're at that place. Because now you can find why you were created. But some of us are still on that chase. And some of us are saying, I'm chasing it in the name of the Lord. No, the Lord is who we chase. And you took it from a man right here who said, I had everything, more than many of us will ever have in our lifetime. Maybe lifetime's over. And he says, don't chase that. It's meaningless. I had all the pleasure. It's meaningless. Are you listening? And then Christ comes. And then Christ comes. And you know what Christ says? He says to Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you got to be born again. Something that Solomon did not understand because he didn't ask. He could have asked for anything. Right? He could have asked for it. God came and said, you can have whatever you want. He could have asked for anything. And many pastors have preached this way. They said, you know, he didn't ask for riches. He asked for wisdom. Isn't that amazing that he asked for wisdom? No. Because he had riches. Didn't you just see what I just read? He didn't have to ask for it. He had wisdom. Oh, well, but the wisdom got him the riches. No. God came to a man and said, you could have anything you want. And the man did not ask for God. What's greater than wisdom? What did David cry out? Don't take your anointing from me. Don't take your spirit from me. What did Solomon say? Give me wisdom. That's not something to honor. It's something to learn from. And now what does Jesus say? What does the scriptures say through the prophets in the, in the New Testament? Anyone who lacks wisdom, let him ask. Because this wisdom isn't so we can obtain things on earth. This wisdom is so we can know who God is. Ooh, I just want to kick the devil. Ooh, because you know what? Because it's a real warfare. And what I'm preaching is the only truth because it's not me preaching. It's the truth speaking through me. Amen? And you need to come back next week to listen to the word that's coming. That's why you need to come back. You don't need to come back for anything else. 
Let me say it like this. And I'm just going gonna, gonna to be real with you. Keep your money. Don't you come back for obligation to feel like you have to give and that's your kind of thing. No, you give according to what God has put in you. But you know why you come back? This is why you come back. Because you need the truth. I need the truth. We need the fellowship. That's why you come back. That's why we come on Mondays to men's and women's. That's why we come on Wednesdays in fellowship and do, do what we do on Wednesdays. That's why we come to prayer. We need it. Come on, brothers and sisters. If we didn't have the obligations of this building, you know what would happen? We'd still meet in our homes. I'm fully prepared for that. All right. Well, giving's down. Okay. Must be the Lord's will. Off to the homes we go. Right? Because you don't need this, but yet we also know God gave it. So we're just being we're just being real. Like we're not trying to do what Solomon did to find out it's all meaningless. But we are being obedient to God. And if what you heard today through Josh, through the worship, through this moment of the speaking, and it doesn't pierce your heart and make you cause you to lose sleep, because it should, before you can find rest in Christ, you have to be discomforted by him. Man, that's a word for somebody. You've been sleeping peacefully in your sin. Whew. And now God's going to, he's not going to let you. Now you're going to be like, oh, pleasure, meaningless. No Lord, meaningful. Amen. It is good. It's real good. It's a good meal. That's why I'm still eating off it right now. Just. But you know what? We'll leave it right there. I was going to take a couple more takeaways, but we'll leave it right. Let it marinate, right? If you need prayer, I'll be up here. If you want to share what God was, you know, speaking to you, I'd love to hear because it pours back into me. Um, but let's pray. So, Father, we thank you for this word. And we thank you for this time together. And we don't take it for granted, Father. But we see that you moved in this time. Now, be with us as we go. That even though we separate in the physical body, we are united in Christ in the spirit, Lord. Have your way in our lives. Do not let the evil one come and steal this seed, Father. But keep him at bay. And let the seed take root. And let the root turn into a fruitful tree. And may Christ be spread everywhere. Throughout Fresno and all the world. Until the day you come back. In Jesus' name, amen. Love each other. Hug each other.